Chicka chicka what? Chicka chicka. Isn't that uh fucking cars? Lightning McQueen. Uh, I remember it from uh, Deadpool. It was a it was a sound made in the background all the time of. Uh, it was in the score of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> the only thing, I mean, I remember like bits and pieces of Ace Ventura because it's been so long. But my biggest thing was the the cannibal corpse scene. Like that was <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the second one's meh, but you watch it because it's Jim Carrey. And yeah. I mean, there is some funny moments in it, but the first one's a fucking. The first one's great. (laughs) I'll never get over the rhino scene. That's like the the, second one. (laughs) Was that the second one? That's the second one. That's like that's like the best part of the whole series, in my opinion. Uh, My favorite part is uh, when he's doing the Star Trek thing in the in the uh, the dolphin pool. At the Miami Dolphins. Remember that? I remember him being there, but I don't remember Star Trek thing. (laughs) What what Star Trek thing? He's like, like a whole like fucking like monologue. Okay, like a, <laughs> and, and then oh, and then it, there's um, the uh, there's the Twilight Zone monologue in the second one. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> is it is it the like Captain Kirk to <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah exactly yeah um spot yeah like, yeah the about <laughs> I don't remember how it goes, but it's it's fucking genius. Yeah. Like that yeah, man was so fucking funny. And then one of the driest jokes in the whole thing uh, is uh, he's just. He's in the in the lair after he's maneuvered through the Cannibal Corp show, and he knocks on the the computer hacker's door, and he wants a password, and the password's New, Am- New England clam chowder. And like the guy's like, "Is that the red or the white?" <laughs> it's the white. New England clam chowder's white. But anyway, what, what's the red? What is that? It's Manhattan clam chowder. Is red. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know. <laughs> it's that. all about which clam chowder is it? <laughs> is that yeah. the red? <laughs> okay that makes a lot it's a lot a super, more sense super dry joke, yeah but i've always found it to be really fucking funny no that's funny like if you get it in the moment it's probably really funny I'm a, but for i'm me, a partaker like, of clam chowder so I, nah, I got it pretty good i don't like what, seafood so clam chowder is potato soup with clams in it and manhattan <laughs> clam chowder is new england clam chowder is potato soup with clams in it manhattan clam chowder is vegetable soup with clams in it so Obviously, New England clam chowder yeah, is better. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much better than any vegetable soup exactly. could ever be. Yeah, far far superior. You yeah. know, I was thinking about potato soup the other day because I was thinking about um, Augustus because they have really good potato soup. Really? Yeah, I've have never had their potato soup. Really? No, I like their food pretty good. It's a pretty good local spot. Yeah, I like it. I like going right. there. Um, we haven't been in a while, and we were talking about going. That's what we we ended up going to Allsteak or something, but we were and disappointingly, honestly, but. All steak's good if you if you know you're getting a pan fried steak. Yeah, if you accept they, it for what it is, because they do use good beef. Yeah, and it's not a bad steak. I'm just I'm a hundred percent adamant. You can I don't make, mind going there, but I'm a hundred percent adamant. I can cook a better steak yeah. than anywhere at home. See, we didn't even do steak. We got the sandwiches. Um, that I had probably a, was disappointing. I'd imagine mine was fine. I can't remember what she got that was disappointing. I couldn't oh. imagine playing a hundred dollar tab for sandwiches. <laughs> it wasn't a hundred dollars. Oh god! Uh, it was like twenty bucks or something like that. But I think I got the prime rib sandwich, and it was good. Um, her, whatever she got, I don't even remember. She just really disappointed in it, and I tried it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is." Their not appetizers there is what's disappointing. Really? But you want an elite cocktail? That's where you're going. Oh, really? Yeah, an old-fashioned from there is fucking awesome. We thought about getting some, now. and then we were like, it's so expensive, ah, we'll just pass on it. Now, I mean, it's uh, a $10 cocktail, right. but I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've paid $15, $20 for a cocktail. Right. I mean, a cocktail, like fancy cocktails are just expensive. Like, 
just all the rest of it. Yeah, no. that's fair. If you want an old fashioned that t- tastes good? It's going to cost you ten dollars at least. That's fair. I mean, they got to make money first of all, and then but, the quality of the product. Like, but again, a lot like the steak. And I'm not saying all my old fashions are better than a restaurant in old fashioned, especially a fancy restaurant. But yeah. a lot like the steak, I feel like I can. You can drink a lot of old fashions at home for ten dollars. Yeah, this is very true. Well, like, ten dollars. I mean, you you're it's probably, probably like, yeah. you're probably paying like thirty dollars, but you're getting way more than three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, like, you're, it's probably a five dollar drink at home. Yeah, like, but infinitely better. I mean, even just looking at that, you're doubling. Like the value now, the Woodford cherries that me and you have here for our old fashions are that's an expensive add on, yeah. It's like $25 a jar, but you so don't you're get paying those. like a dollar a cherry, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? But you don't get those in you do it all steak at all yeah. steak, you yeah. Do? They okay. get the Woodford, and then uh, one of the old fashions they don't do it for all of them, but one of the old fashions or a Manhattan, I think it's a Manhattan at uh 412, you get Woodford cherries. Is the Manhattan the it's the red, red wine? No, and... it's the Manhattan is. Identical, pretty much, to an old-fashioned, except it gets... Me and you've made one before. It gets dry vermouth. That's what it was. And okay. It, yeah. And it, it definitely changes yeah. the appeal of it quite quite a bit. Okay. I like them, but I don't think you liked it. I don't remember. It's a lot It's a lot hotter drink, and it's a lot... Uh, not. I mean, it's really not more boozy, because both of them are pretty much just straight whiskey. Right. But, I mean, it's it's obviously a straighter taste to me. I got you. Know you. I got like, you. The the alcohol taste is strong. Yeah, strong, yeah. yeah. Oh, Speaking of, we have uh, oh yeah, show before the show. We have salted watermelon old fashions, and mm-hmm. I think we're we're both we both like them, but I think that we kind of think they're a little mid, to be honest with you. I <clears> think <throat> that it, I think the lime juice that we use, just like you said, it, it kind of overpowered the watermelon just a little too much. Probably. I think if we had probably just went very simple, just with the watermelon and then the simple syrup and the orange bitters, it probably would have been. Yeah, we probably got a little too fancy. Just, just trying to go. I thought little, it needed a little bite, but I think maybe I just did too much. Because I do eyeball things. I don't yeah, measure them. You know what I mean? So yeah. But hey, uh, honestly I mean, though, ninety nine times out of a hundred, the eyeballing things worked out just fine for us. I feel. I mean, it's a fine drink. Like I can sit here and drink it. I could probably. I'll like, probably even buy one. I mean, but it's, it's just not my favorite that we've made. If you can see, it's it's uh, almost gone on mine. <laughs> so you know, I'm still drinking it. I still enjoy it. It's just we've made I, some fucking good ones. Is the problem? Like, we have a lot. To, we have a lot to compare. I'll be honest with you. The uh, peach cobbler old fashioned was probably the one of the best. Other than a regular old fashioned, yeah, because I still love just a just old plain, yeah. yeah. But it yeah, was that, good. That peach cobbler old fashioned was good, and then the rum old fashioned that had the uh, the John Emerald. Yeah, the, well, no, no, no. Not it was the, the it was the one we used the black rum for oh, the chocolate bitters. Yeah, and, uh, and something else. It was fucking excellent. You know, I can't find that rum anymore. Some of that stuff. It's, there's so many small liquor companies, and a lot of them are like X amount of barrels, and they're done. Like they mm-hmm. put out different different runs of things. Yeah, it was. Hard to, it was probably that's probably why it was on sale for so cheap. It was like ten bucks or something like that for the whole bottle. And it was and fucking they had good. Like, they had like two of them left or something like that. I was like, I'm gonna grab one of these. It was fucking good rum. It was really good, and I'm surprised that they don't have any more. The rum old fashioned is underrated. That's probably one of the better old fashions we've done. Yeah, was, I like the tequila. Did we do a tequila old fashioned here? I, I don't like know if we've done one fashion. on the show, but I've definitely we've definitely done one before. Yeah, it was it's it's a really good take. Um, but I don't think anything's better than just a regular old fashioned, other than maybe that that peach cobbler old fashioned was pretty <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> it was real good. <laughs> it was like really that was good. that was. I mean, yeah, and you 
for those people that don't know, Desi does not like Fireball. She will not drink Fireball. It had Fireball in it. Just a and, spot, just for the cinnamon taste. But but she was like, okay, this is really good. Like, even <laughs> despite the Fireball. So. Yeah, the Amaretto really helped knock the Fireball like, yeah. taste down. So the only thing you really got from the Fireball was what we needed it to be. Just the cinnamon. Yep. I bet, though, if we would have done the cocktail with just straight peach whiskey and the Amaretto and the peach simple syrup and done a full cinnamon stick... Yeah. Instead of the fireball, I bet it would have been better than putting the additional whiskey in it. That's that's probably fair. Yeah. Especially just kind of like stirring around, like. Yeah. yeah. It would have been. It would have been good. I think so. Yeah, but uh, we didn't have that, so we right. did the best we could, and it was still fucking. How awesome, many so. How many people do you know that have cinnamon sticks in their house? I mean, this time of year, it's not terribly. Yeah, I mean, it's that's not terrible, but you're not. It's not something that's going to stay in there year round. Right. Um. Peach cobbler also is, is a really, really summery dessert because that's when peaches are in. Yeah. But it was a very, it made for a very fall-like drink, probably because of the cinnamon. Yeah, it's probably the cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon is very fall flavor. Yeah. So Got to get those. I'm not disappointed in that drink. No. I'm not disappointed in this one. It's just not. Not it's quite not a that top level. Five. Yeah. Zach and Nathan old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't do anything, so. It's not, uh, the worst thing we've done is the fucking chocolate whiskey. Chocolate whiskey's bad. I that's just how that do you whiskey. fuck that up? That has to be that brand. It's just got to be that brand. Was it 8-Ball? Yeah. Yeah, fuck 8-Ball. <laughs> fuck 8-Ball. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. You know, I was watching. This thing finally died. You know, I've had this thing for forever, fucking Forever, forever. I bought one like months ago, anticipating <laughs> it going out. And it just kept on going. It just kept on. I mean, I only, for y'all that don't know, I only partake in nicotine. I actually started a bad habit back, but I had to quit right away. Because I found out nicotine is connected to dermatitis. Like if you have really, really dry skin and skin problems on your scalp that. and in your beard. Yeah. Um, so I had to quit again. I had picked up picked up dipping again, which is mm. a terrible habit. Um, that I promptly quit this weekend because... My research said that nicotine causes mm-hmm. my skin problems. So if y'all didn't know, <laughs> if y'all ever needed another reason to quit. Yeah. That'd be it. Yep. There you go. So from now on, nicotine use is only when I'm drinking on podcast days. <laughs> That's fair. So, no more nicotine for this guy outside of this. Oh, I mean, if it tells y'all anything, I just told y'all we had a vape that lasted a year. Yeah. Like... I don't exactly have a fucking habit. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I see people at work just like looking around, make sure no boss around, just hitting it <laughs> at work, just like in the building, don't care. I literally don't give a fuck about that either, but don't do it in front of my customers. Yeah, I mean, well, that, it is the warehouse, so it's like we don't have customers or anything, but you're not supposed to have it on yeah. is the thing. It's just like people can't wait to go on break to do it or they don't want to spend their That's time on break. Habit. Yeah. That's fucking people crazy. do it in the bathroom. Like <sighs> that's kind of gross. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that people do in those bathrooms that are really gross though. I'm hundred percent positive. <laughs> uh, well, that was the show before the show. Um, we didn't even talk about politics with the, with the camera rolling. So <laughs> we did, <laughn> which is a pretty, that's a PR. <laughs> <laughs> Man. 
I'm not even going to talk. Yeah, so say, well, don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin, don't ruin, it. It. Don't ruin as it. As soon as you said politics, I started thinking about something <laughs> that pisses you off. <laughs> yeah, well, just stuff that someone told me that yesterday and just put me in a bad mood. But it is what it is. Yeah, we'll, we'll skip it. We don't. We don't need to put people in a bad mood on the on the podcast. Well, hey y'all, welcome to Sip It and Rip It. I'm Zach. <laughs> He's Nathan. You can find us at Coleman underscore Barbell at Nathan Skedios at Sip It and Rip It. Um, you can watch us on YouTube. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can rate us five stars on both. Uh, share the show. Subscribe um, to the YouTube. Yep, like the video. Like the videos. Like and share things on Instagram. Please. Um, the whole nine. Please. Yep. Share it with one friend. Just one. Share it with just there one There are person. 10 people out there listening. You share it with one friend. That's our, 10 more people. That doubles our listener base. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yep. Well, sharing it with someone doesn't necessarily mean they're going to listen to it, but. Yeah, I mean, but you know, this could be a, become an exponential thing, you know? Maybe one day. Get people in the habit of sharing. Yeah. Like, you never know. Do we still just consistently have 10 listeners? I haven't looked. I haven't looked at them. I need to look at the metrics more. I'm just like so busy with everything. It's hard to like. Like, look at the metrics, but like, what's doing well, what's not. I know when we had Tamara on, she was like one of our top five episodes. I remember that. I think it was like our first three episodes were the top three. And I think it was like Tamara. And then everybody else just kind of fought for the bottom. So. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Had the Joe Sullivan episode aired, it would have been prob- number one. We probably would have uh, gained some new listeners. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I think we'll gain some new. I know Ron listens occasionally, but I think that we'll gain some new listeners when Ron comes yeah. on too. Um, Ron's going to ser- share the shit out of it. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it'll be a good thing for Unle- us. Unless his, well, I know his crew doesn't hate us, but the people that he shares it that follow him may hate us. Uh, I don't know. You well, know, they may hate me. I don't know. I don't. Well, I, I, I feel a lot less hated uh, than I did. I'll say that. That's fair. I mean, hosting the meet kind of helped, like because you're getting people from all around. Yeah, and honestly, uh, I think it's honestly part of the magic of Maverick Barbell and Ron. To be honest with you, there is a draw to that man and his company and Richard and Avery that they don't have for everybody else. That meat meat is ran so clean. Mm-hmm. It's the best two meats of the year is the non-tested in, in March and uh, tested in April and in, uh, in December. They're so smooth. Uh, Charlie does such a good job with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, everybody is just like fucking top notch at them. And it's just so easy. Everybody's always in a fucking good mood at a Maverick barbell meet. Yeah. And I, you know, talk to people that, you know, normally I don't rub elbows with and really had a good time and was not, you know, it was cool to chat them up mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. And there's still people that, you know, there's always going to be somebody there that you kind of roll yeah. your eyes at and it just is what it is. But um, they probably roll their eyes at me. I made honestly, it's probably one of, as a coach, it was one of my worst showings. I made terrible calls. I dug, I dug Heather a hole. Um it just is. It wasn't one of my best days, to be completely honest with you. But uh, that being said, she had a couple of things she wanted to achieve, and some of the calls I made were to try to facilitate that. Right. You know what I mean, that being said, if I call it the way I normally would have called things, she would have won first place in both of her divisions instead of coming in second. Yeah. Uh, and won because it was only a twelve and a half kilogram difference. If I would have called some things just a little bit lighter, she would have made up that. Right. Made up those differences. So. Yeah. 
It's one a little of those, fucky, but it's just it's one, one of those, those things, things like, man. Like when I was doing, and I didn't have somebody to call for me. So when I went out there in my meet, like I left stuff on the table, you know, yeah. like there was def I could have gotten the total on the state record if yeah. I had pushed just a little bit more and had a little more confidence in myself. Yeah. I really, I think I look back and needed like, I think I needed like, had 1660, I think it was 1665 or something like that. I needed five kilos, like yeah. the little things. Maybe it was 10, maybe it was, no, it was 1670. I needed 10 kilos. So I needed 22 pounds, which I could have gotten probably from my, a little bit on, on all three, a lot on my bench press. But yeah. It is what it is. We know you had more room in the yeah. tank on deadlift. Deadlifts, I would say, pro- I could probably could have pulled. Another, I think you probably, probably called another five kilos at least, right? Yeah, I probably would have had six seventy two. I think that's the next. I think six seventy two would be the the next five kilogram jump. I think so. What'd so, you pull? Six sixty one. It was yeah, three hundred kilos. Yeah. Which that's what that's what that's the thing. Like on my on my squat and my deadlift, I pulled back two and a half kilos, and on my bench press, I had more to give. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah, you just don't. I mean, a lot of times in the moment you don't know. And that is the first time that you, you've competed and not had me there to help make calls. Yeah. Maybe one of the things I saw it and been like, hey, just stick to. Right, stick to Joe's stick plan. Stick to Joe's plan because this is going fucking well. You yeah. know what I mean? <clears throat> I didn't have really an opportunity to look back at video either to know what things right. looked like. I tried to, and it was really difficult because they were using the camera. And like even like the angles weren't great for me to really see. So it was just kind of one of those things. But I, I definitely, I definitely had one of the worst called meets I've ever had um, as a coach. Um, so, honestly, too, it kind of fucks with your, it kind of fucks with your instincts a little bit when you have just one person there. Yeah, because you're solely like, focused. Yeah, on that. and then you start things I normally wouldn't have, second guesses that I normally wouldn't have time for. Right. I've got I suddenly got plenty of time for, yeah. you know, cuz I don't have one or two people in every heat, you know yeah. what I mean, or every every flight rather. Um so I mean it's like no it is what it is. I probably owe I probably owe Heather an apology cuz she I definitely I robbed her of gold cuz she she did good enough that if I'd have made the right calls. Yeah. She would have won. So Well, like you said, you were trying to facilitate some of what she wanted. So, yeah. like, you got to make that balance. I mean, too. our squat opener was a state record. Yeah. So, we knew we were getting that. Yeah. We wanted to chip the bench opener um, at like 80 and a half. It was, we had to call up 80 and a half kilograms mm-hmm. to chip it because the uh, the call was, uh, the record was 80. Yeah. Um, so, we attempted to chip that. But the problem was we lost seven and a half kilos by, by making that. That was a seven and a half kilogram swing. So, then mm-hmm. if we go and... I call a little bit lighter deadlift. Well, there's right. there's your twelve and a half kilos that yeah. we lost by. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of like fuck. <laughs> you, know, right. you know what I mean? Like well, like very, two very very obvious. Like you're fucking up if you make these calls. I was like, let's make them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something that bothered me, and it, this person did not mean to bother me. And I'm not going to mention this person's name, but somebody made a post that said. Three of the five best coaches in Alabama were represented here, and it was an awesome day and stuff like that. And it sucks to me. It's not this person's fault. It's my fault. It sucks to me that despite me doing everything everybody else does on commercial gym equipment with less space, with less total equipment, whooping as much ass year-round as we do, maybe not this particular meet, that I'm still not included in that conversation. Yeah. 
I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to take me having my own spot and equipment that I don't have yet and stuff like that. But like a social media presence, a social media presence. I don't like social media. I don't have a, you know, a hot social media yeah. presence. It just <clears throat> really, I, th I think that's what it boils down to, to a lot of people. It's like, if you don't like, and it's unfortunate that that's what matters to people. It's like, because well, we win. Right. More, that, way more often than we lose. We that win. should matter the most, right? It's like how many people are going out there and succeeding? But it's really how many people are watching your stuff? How many people follow you? How many likes are you getting? It's like that shit don't matter. I mean, who, who, but, who can say they have IPL champions, like world champions? Yeah. Probably just me, less than Ron. Does less happen? Yeah. May, uh, maybe, probably, probably, yeah, less definitely. I mean, he coached Perseus, so. Okay. You know, he would, he definitely has, you know, like. I didn't know he had Perseus. And he had Oldham, like, you know, like. So yeah, he has Oldham people that strong. are, you know, yeah. like, I, I'm assuming Lentini probably does. And that's somebody that's honestly grown on me quite a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Quite, I mean, he's, uh, you know, uh, a, a lot, a lot more approachable and easier to talk to than I thought he would be. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, fair. You know what I mean? That's uh, fair. But, yeah, I mean, so, like. There's probably only three or four of us that have that accolade, mm -hmm. and like, I'm still not in, not in that. I'm still not included in that. Yeah, that conversation. Probably even like when you look at a national perspective of powerlifting coaches, there's probably even less of us that can say, yeah, you know, that we have IPL world champions as like a percentage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you know what I mean. They they wasn't lifter of the day, but they right. They went and competed against the world and won their division. Like, yeah, so, that's still a big deal. I mean, it's still a huge deal, and you know, maybe it's because that was a masters athlete. I don't choose right. You don't choose <laughs> what demographic my, yeah. my clients come from, you know what I mean? Like so it is what it is, but I would like to know what I have to do and how far off I am from and maybe it's just bettering myself. Maybe I need to go break some state records so that people look at me and say, "Hey, he's kind of a badass." And right. Maybe then I get it, but like I mean, you were working on that. Like yeah. I think I have a legit, I know Probably not open, but I know the submasters records that are coming up. Uh, I know who holds my weight class bench press because I coach him. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know the bench press and deadlifts up for grabs. I know totals up for grabs. We know I'm not breaking a squat record. Yeah. Like, maybe that's what I have to do. I don't fucking know. But right. My people do it all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know that, I mean? And you like, think from a coaching perspective, that's matters that's more. Matters most, right. Because yeah. you, I mean, I guess the way I look at it is how many people are actually capable of coaching at a high level and competing at a high level, right? There's not a lot. Well, look at this way. This is not a man I like, but you got to respect what he's done. Nick Saban doesn't have an MVP as a player. Didn't win the Heisman Trophy as a player. He was a defensive back. He wouldn't want it anyway. Um, played at Kent State. Uh, I mean, it's a D1 school, but it's not a big school. Right. Um, was a massive failure in the NFL level. But has, you know, what, eight rings now as a college coach. Right. Greatest college coach of all time. Never did shit as yeah. a player. Because that's that's coaching is not really being able to perform. It's knowing. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know that this necessarily applies for powerlifting, but music, well, this is one reason I don't teach music. But in music, we have a saying, those who can do and those who can't teach. Mm. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It's, uh, it sounds derogatory, but... We, we as as musicians, we need those people. Yeah. Right. Right. So I mean, it's they they serve a purpose and they do they do good for the world of music. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're good enough to go play professionally, I was like, that's what you go fucking do. Like, right. If you can't do do that, 
You teach. Right. <laughs> you get an education degree and you go teach a marching band or whatever the fuck it is. You know what yeah. I mean? It is, it is what it is. But, like, I don't know why that perspective is not shared in our sport. <laughs> you know, you know maybe I mean? because it's small. Uh, maybe. I don't maybe know. It's just, it's just so um, small that people aren't really looking at, like, who's a high-level coach, right? I mean, They're listen, looking, I, looking at athletes. Me and you, not too long ago, there's a very, very high-level athlete nationally and worldwide whose program I bought on a whim just so me and you can analyze it and just see mm-hmm. it. And we looked at the program and was like, it's dog shit. This is dog. This is dog shit program. Yeah. This guy's using his clout to make some money, to make some money. And I don't blame him for that. Right. You know, fuck. I mean, I, you know, if I had, you know, 2,200 pound total at 23 years old, I'll do the same fucking thing. You know, you right. know what I mean? It is what it is. But like, I looked at it and I'm like, fuck, like this is, this is egregiously bad. It's not even, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's not like, even close. Yeah, it's not even like, I don't know. And like, we've probably done that with several others, right? Like, it is what it is, but I don't know what I need to do to get included in that conversation. Maybe that's the conversation we need to have Ron when he's here, but like, it sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. it. Um, well, I mean, we can we can say, like, and this, this is... Kind of parallel. I mean, kind of parallel, but like a lot of people know who Les Keys is, especially around here. So he's a new dad and he gets all this attention about being a new dad going on all these meets, right? Yeah. Nobody knows who we are. We're new dads and we go compete and coach these meets. Yeah. Nobody handle mentions people, it, right? Handle, you know, handle people that win, you know, yeah. like coach people that win. Like, I beat Les Keys. Like, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Like, the, and and we're not getting that same level of attention. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what you got to do. I mean, if winning isn't enough, because I've done it. Mm-hmm. What do you need? What I mean, what do you need from me? I need to, attention. I need to know. Atten- I mean, attention. I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm not. Maybe I'm not enough enough of a character for people to like or hate enough to to pay attention to, to pay attention yeah. to because I know my coaching style is I don't get it. I don't get excited. Mm-hmm. I don't get like it's not to say I don't get excited when they do well. I do, but like I don't. Don't get I'm not rowdy. over the top coach. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I celebrate shit when people hit big lifts and stuff like yeah. that. That's a good thing. But like most of the time, I'm cool, calm, and collected. We don't say much. Like mm-hmm. you know, I guide you through your warm up. We generally have a plan for those things. Like we pretty much just go in and stick to a plan all day. Yeah. And my expectation of you guys. Um, I know I haven't coached you in a while, but even handling you, my expect- expectation of you guys is for you to just go execute the plan. Yep. Like, I mean, that, and the, at that point, to me, the work is done. Like, once you've right. made it to meet day, the work is fucking done. Then you just like, have to prove your work. With the exception of some bad calls occasionally on my <laughs> part, apparently. Um, and maybe that's, you know, maybe if we would have fucking won, I don't know. Uh, but that's like an outlier for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not used to getting beat. Right. Like, we generally go and win. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we have a heavier demographic of lifters, so we don't often live, win lifter of the day, but we go and we win what we have to. You right. I mean, like, so I don't know. Definitely, definitely a conversation. Definitely. I, w- I wonder if we could reach out to people. I mean, obviously asking Ron and stuff, but reach out to the audience and say, what do you think? Like, what is what, it? No. What, what 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 drives you to say this coach is ba- a badass? Why? Coach? Or I want to know why why not me and Nathan? 
me because I don't coach that many people. You don't, but like you know, but still, you know, most of the knowledge I have, you have now, if not more. And uh, I would not say more. <laughs> we're incredibly capable. You're responsible for my programming currently. Um, I've programmed a lot of people. Know exactly what I fucking looking for. Know exactly what I want out of a program. You have delivered. Um, I expect there's X amount of things I expect to see because I know for a fact being in it as long as I have, there's certain things that work for me. And outside of that, I do want to see a, a coach's personal touches because those are the things that are, those are the things that I am missing from programming myself that right. we hope makes me better. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Let's, uh, me and you had some deliberation about some things going on with me today because we're trying to fix a squat. And I said, I feel like you were probably like, fuck, you don't want me to program for him anymore. That's not wasn't the case, though. My, my responsibility as an athlete is to inform you of as much new information as mm -hmm. I can, and then me and you can build a plan together um, So you know, based on those things. Not, not, not really to air this out or anything, but my thought was I don't want you to feel, like, guilty if you if you do decide no. that you want to. I mean, really, if I end up, like that, you know, that was That was where I was. Right now, I can't. I mean, right now, I'm not spending three or $400 a month with barbell medicine when right. I feel like, some combination of, and me and you've already discussed this, the likelihood of Ron actually handling my preps probably pretty high. Mm -hmm. But with me and you going through off season and then collecting as much data as we can to pass on to Ron, I don't think there's anything that the three of us can't right. rectify with time. Yeah. Uh, but I have a very, very complicated problem that apparently is to most PTs and, and orthos are, is basically undiagnosable because I, I, I don't get to squat and deadlift in front of them. Uh, right. There's no hell in office um, that I'm struggling with, and we need to find an answer to if I'm if I'm to be competitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all there is to it. Uh, my peers in my weight class are squatting 600 plus. I do deadlift with them. I do bench press with them, but that it's not enough to bench and deadlift with them if your squat is it's less. Yeah, no. it's less. I'm gonna have to either outdo them on those two things, or we're gonna have to fix my squat. Yeah, you know. So. And as much as you love squatting. And I love squatting. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's my, it's, it may be the reason I'm in the sport. I love squat day. It's something I look forward to. And it's demoralizing because something that you enjoy so much is take, stripping so much right. joy from you. Um, you know, it's a pain. But, you know, say all that to say this. I don't know why I'm not including that conversation. I think that coaches that know me well um, – might not include me in that conversation, but they might be like, you probably should watch out for that fucking guy. Right. Um, I mean, your athletes do for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, y'all definitely have been, you know, good, good warriors for me and, and, and all, but, uh, I want to know what I have to be. I mean, you know, most of the time I'm going and kicking these fucking people. In the face. <laughs> right. Like, I want to know what I have to do to be included in the conversation that they're included in. Yeah. I mean? Like it is what it is. Is it the Coleman demographic? I mean, you know, I have some really, really strong ladies, but men, in terms of men, and I honestly think that I'm really thankful to have my Decatur demographic and Lance and and uh, and Joey mm -hmm. because Joey's definitely going to be good. But in terms of the Coleman demographic, I only have two men. Yeah. I have you, I have you, and I have Austin. Uh, I think Mason is going to his body weight will be extremely good, but we can't count on Willbees. Right. Like, what are you now? Right. Like. Um, Maybe the maybe it's the fault of the sport doesn't recognize good women as much as they should. Uh, you know, I, I have I have two. You know, Heather doesn't currently because she's lost three weight classes, but I have two women that total a thousand pounds. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I've had one who's done now that you know, uh, bench press is over two hundred. Like you know, like, but I've had like 
some pretty fucking elite women. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've had a, a good run with that. Maybe it's the demographic. I mean, like, maybe the trick is going to be reaching out more to Decatur and Huntsville. We need more people like Joey and Lance. But uh, I think uh, um, I think maybe you will get an opportunity when we do that meet uh, at the garage. Yeah, There'll be a, a whole lot more uh, male demographic to show it for powerlifting. And then you can be like, hey, I do coaching, you know, yeah. like obviously not harass people, but be like, hey, I do coaching if you want to. Right. You know. And you can always point at Austin, be like, this is one of the guys I coach, you know. Yeah. Oh. Mason's great. He's been a warrior for me, and he's going to he's going to be a good powerlifter. But like I said, unfortunately, we don't get to you know hang our hat on on the future. On the future, yeah. People are, what have you done for me lately? And yep. That's you know the whole time I've been playing that song by uh, a day to remember. It's never what you've done; it's what you've done lately. Yeah, exactly. That, I've been thinking that this whole time. <laughs> Speaking of, you want to do PR songs? Yeah, we probably should. We've probably been going should. on for a minute. And you. <laughs> So I got mine pulled up, so I'll give you a second to go on mine. Um, I want to say this is new. It's got to be new because I've I've never really put a whole lot of Impending Doom on here, but Eternal by Impending Doom was really good. I don't know if you've heard any of their new stuff. Really hit or miss on them. That's fair because like sometimes I feel like they do like two or three songs an album, right? Like they have two or three that hit hard, and then the rest of them kind of all sound the same. They're a little cheesy too. It's the Christian metalcore thing, I think. Well, they're, they're <laughs> closer to deathcore. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, but I mean, but I get that. Um, I don't know the what. What is it? That one line. Oh man, it's so funny because it's like it's trying to be super hardcore uh, death metal, but it's very Christian. <laughs> but I cannot remember what it is. Is it in the song "Murderer"? I don't think so. I think it's it's on Nailed Dead Risen, but I cannot remember. I cannot remember the line. It's so good. I mean, the only thing you have to know is the name of the records, Nailed Dead Risen. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. Like that's kind of that's kind of like I mean, that stuff got me into metal, so I can really can't say you know. A little list, a lot of Christian post hardcore and a lot of uh, Christian metalcore stuff is the reason I'm. It's crazy to say, but that's the reason I'm a behemoth and cannibal. Right now. <laughs> right. I mean, which just couldn't be further from <laughs> yeah. from that message. You know, you know message I mean? like, different, sound similar. So you know, and the song titles like "God Equals Dog" and "I Come Blood," <laughs> and I, I got to that point by listening to Christian metalcore. Right, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, that's pretty insane. <clears throat> it is what it is. The tone, man. Fucked with a knife may be my be- the best song title of all, all time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, of some good ones. I mean, Sound Corp's got a bunch. They do. Hammer, Hammer Smash Face. Of course. No, it is what it is. Um, so a uh, band that, you know, comes up in, uh, it comes up in Related often, and I never gave them a lot of t- a chance because there was one record they put out. It was the Blue Record. I can't remember the name of it. There's a record to put it out, put out that just fucking sucked, and I hated it. Um, but there's an album by Varials called Pain Again mm. that I really it started coming up and related, and I really just think it fucking slaps. Um, but there's a song on that record called Colder Brother. Yep. And it uh, it fucking rips. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. You remember Jacob Griffin? Yeah, he's the one that tried to get me to listen to Varials. I was like, man, this band fucking sucks. <laughs> he, he sent me that song, Colder Brother, and he's like, listen to this, it's so good. And I was like, okay. And I was like, yeah. To his credit, he was on... Uh, 
Now, Joey and them played with them in their hardcore band, but Jacob was actively listening to Knocked Loose a lot sooner than everybody else was, too. Yeah. Knocked Loose fucking rips, too. I think they've gotten better as they've gone on. I think that earlier stuff that he was listening to kind of fucking sucks. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little boneheaded. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Colder Brother by Varials. It's fucking cool. And then uh, a little bit of an edit to my last thing. We, we were talking about the band Dealer. I said the whole EP was good. You should listen to it. The name of that EP was Soulburn. Mm. So, not my entry for today, but a little, a little uh, context, a little context for the last for the last episode. I'm just gonna put one more, and this is like a huge, huge left turn for me because I I don't think I really don't listen to a lot of rap ever, and this man is incredibly controversial. Um, but Tom, you know Tom McDonald, yeah. So I honestly really like most of his music, even like he's got a lot that's like. It's not gym music. Yeah. Like a lot of his music is not gym music, but he has a song and it's not political at all, at all called best rapper ever. And he's, he's like, I don't know if you've, have you heard it before? Mm-mm. He's just kind of like talking about his internal struggle with wanting to be the best, but not feeling good enough. Yeah. So it's like, it's like internal dialogue. Yeah. And it, it goes really hard. And it's, it's a very dark, aggressive song, especially for him. Cause normally he's just kind of goofy. Um, but it's, it's very good. It's, it's not, not like a lot of his other music and it doesn't have any political messages to it or anything like that. If you're worried about it, if you just hate Tom McDonald, that's fine. But like, I I think he's funny. So, but yeah. So I have a, I have a little bit of an odd one. I think most people that know me knows I'm a pretty big fucking Deftones fan. Uh, there's a guy I follow on Instagram named Mac Glocky. Mac, um, takes other hit songs and does it in the style of other bands. Uh, and something that comes up quite a bit, um, like he does Careless Whisper by Wham in the style of CKY, and it's really fucking cool. It goes it goes hard, right? That's not my entry, but like right. it gives you an idea of like, he did like Aerials by System of a Down in the style of Incubus. Like he does shit That's like that. He's a super, man. super talented dude. But a lot of his requests are do this song in the style of the Deftones. Mm-hmm. So... He's really, really good. He does a really good Chino impersonation. He's a really good guitar player, really talented musician in general, and all his shit sounds really good. So you know, he, he does all his own recordings, and it's all, like, top-notch. So um, I really, really like it. But there's a John Denver song that most of you know, especially if you're a football fan, called Take Me Home Country Roads. <laughs> that Matt Glocky on his album Def Style, which is all in the style of Deftones, mm does in the style of the Deftones, and it is one of the single fucking hardest things I have ever listened to before in my life. That's interesting. It is so... Me and you will listen to it when we get done, because it is like... uh, It's pretty fucking epic. Now, I will say this. To fit the style of the band he's doing that in, chord progressions change, riffs change, stuff like that, because his, his end goal is... To make it sound like Deftones, but right. like the same cadence and stuff like that in terms of the vocal melodies there, vocal melodies largely there, but mostly, you know, been changed somewhat to be adapted to to that style of the band. So if you expect in just a straightaway note for note cover of John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads, that is not the one. <laughs> but if you like that song, and I do, uh, and you like the Deftones, this guy does it. Pretty spot on. So it's Mac Glocky's uh, "Take Me Home, Country Road." That's cool. Yeah, this, I know you're real skeptical. It's not, not a country a, song. It's technically a folk yeah. song, but you know most country music fans really like that yeah. song. So I'm not I'm not <clears throat> huge on Deftones either, but I think it would be interesting to listen to. So I'm it's, to it's to it. very good. Yeah, yeah, it's 
at least if you if you you you've listened to enough Deftones to recognize, hey, this actually does sound like the Deftones. Yeah, yeah. That's the important thing, right? Like, you know, he does it really well. <laughs> so yeah, that's a really cool one. Definitely listen to it. Uh, what did you do in the gym this week? Me, uh, pulled five oh five for five on the deadlift bar. Cool, which was nice. Um, I didn't post it because. My back is so hairy that it looked like my butt crack was hanging out. So it's like I, I've I've heard enough comments when I when that has happened before. I'm like I just they're like bro, your butt's hanging out, and I'm like no, it's not. It's butt. It's bird back hair. It's like, <laughs> like chill out. It's but anyway, I did that. Bench press two twenty five for twenty eight. The personal best. I think so. I can't remember if I. Did. I feel like you had thirty-one because I have twenty-seven. Did I do thirty-one? Did I do thirty-one? Or did I, know I do you're ahead of me? And I've I, had twenty-seven. Did I do <clears> thirty <throat> just before my meet? Did I do two twenty-five for thirty just? Before yeah, it was like on that day you were pissed off. And yeah. I just had a. I just had a fucking day off, yeah. off the cuff. Yeah, that was thirty. So I thought um, I knew that you were ahead. Yeah. yeah. So so not a personal best. Personal best. Not on a performance enhancing dose of Fair. gear. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can really classify those, but, <laughs> but that's that's the way it is. It's personal best is a natty. Um well, not not quite. Natty-ish. Natty-ish. <laughs> TRT dose. Kind of um, natty, kind of salt. Kind of kind of natty. <laughs> Testosterone's natural. It's in your body, right? That's yeah. what that's what Mark Bell says all the time. And then my squat was pretty God awful because I couldn't do that. Welcome to my fucking world. <laughs> uh, it was like, I was just so, and this is going to kind of lead in the topic. I've just been really exhausted basically all week long and it fucking sucked. And like sleep has only made me tired. So like waking up tired and then falling asleep and then waking up and then like trying to make it to the gym with caffeine and it's not working. And I just feel like a whole pile of garbage. We think we've solved that, but we'll get into this. That. Is correct. But uh, yeah, so I like I think I worked up to two seventy five for a single, two eighty five for a single, and then I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing anymore. I'm 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 stopping here." So that was I had I had a good pump day on Friday. I went in, felt really good after some changes were made. Uh, first, I think it was the first time I've ever Arnold pressed seventy five for ten. Which was pretty cool. Single armed. Yeah. I was like, man, that's like, that's like some score, that's like some core stability for sure. That's yeah. a hard lift. And I was I was actually gonna bump it up to eighty, but after on my third set, I struggled to get the last two on my left side. Just to get into that a little bit, I have a muscular imbalance in my shoulders. My left shoulder is much smaller than my right shoulder, so I'm trying to do a lot of uh, unilateral work to fix that. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But Jim was good except for squats and. Over a general feeling of exhaustion. So, well, my gym week was uh, good and bad. I, um, <clears throat> see, what do we do? Day one was front squats. They weren't particularly great. Um, I think I did the work, or did we scale the work? I don't remember. I think we scaled the end of the work, but you did the first several sets, right? Yeah. Um, front squats are just like wrestling a fucking grizzly bear. I'm not. Fuck, I literally overhead press more than a front squat currently, yeah. at least for reps. Yeah. Like, one rep max, is obviously not the fucking side. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, that's something that really, you know, I have the kyphosis in my T-spine, so that's something that really challenges my posture, which I know we're getting some good at. I've also had some hip pain cre cre uh, creep back up, which we're, we we mentioned in the show before the show that, uh, you know, we're trying to deal with. Um, 
So it wasn't the worst front squat day. It wasn't particularly the best either. And I, to be fair, I had a very, very long week, exhausting weekend. and probably came in a little underhydrated mm. and overfed in the wrong ways. Yeah. So probably I had a really fatty weekend where I should have had a lot of carbs and a lot of water. I had very little water and a whole lot of fat. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't a necessarily a, a fucking recipe for success that yeah. morning. Uh, Tuesday came in, did some close grip bench press, uh, 295 for sets of 10. I did have to piece a couple of those together, but all in all, probably a volume PR across yeah. the board. Not for a single set, but, you know, um, probably for total work done, it's mm-hmm. volume PR. Um, not necessarily a bad situation. Wednesday, I came in and deadlifted. It's my first heavy-ish. I guess it was heavy. There's a 50-pound swing, but it was my first top-end undulated mm-hmm. deficit dead. I uh, had three sets of three at 365. Those were just, like, god-awful easy. I just yeah. completely disrespected that, um, which felt good, to be honest with you. It feels good to throw around some easy weight sometimes. Um, it was beltless, super fast. I didn't feel like speed-wise it was much different than the 315 on my low week. Um, <clears throat> you may speak more to that. Uh, Friday, yesterday, I had overhead presses and a whole bunch of arms. Um, all of that was fine. Uh, overhead press moved pretty quick, with the exception of one set. I had a wrist wrap pop. Um, yeah, it was like the last two were a little it, slow. It but. pretty much just made me stop and kind of think about it. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if the reps themselves were slow, but just kind of a lot of time in between those reps. Yeah. Um, they slowed down just a little bit. They, they like, prob- I mean, it's at the end of the set, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, meh. But the, I think it was like <laughs> one to six or seven were just like bouncing. Yeah, like, like super fast. Um so I'm not too mad about that. And then, uh, despite pain, I really had a pretty good squat day today. Um, did all the work, slowed the tempo down quite a bit more than I did at 345 last week. I had 365 for four sets of three. Um, was challenged at the bottom of those squats because of pain. I squatted in a monolift today because I knew the straps would keep me from over-squatting, squatting yeah. too low. <clears throat> I feel like that did save me some pain. Uh that being said, definitely still some hip pain evident. But, you know, despite us obviously going to move forward, try to fix that, uh, one of the reasons why we're doing these tempos is it's really, really challenging on that joint. And uh, so I think we achieved the things we needed to achieve this week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> did all my leg accessory work and skipped my back because I actually had to go train my dad tonight. And I had a very out-of-pocket upper body workout tonight. With him, we did bench press and some arms and then all the back stuff I missed this morning. Um, and that went well. It's my first time doing competition grip in, what, eight, nine, ten weeks? It's been a like minute. It's de- I, two blocks. So, I mean, it's been yeah, eight two, weeks. At least eight up. weeks, yeah. So, uh, but I worked up to 365 for a, a pyramided up like 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. So, it was a ton of volume moving up. I started at 225, moved 245, moved 275 for eight. Um, 315 for six, 335 for four, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I basically moved up a 10 or a 25, you know, from there on out <clears throat> and hit 365, like an RP five for a double, yeah. uh, comp grip, which is probably the fastest that's ever moved. I have hit it for some pretty easy triples before, but, uh, not just completely dominating it, disrespected it. Yeah, yeah completely. I mean, I had uh, it felt good because I was in a different gym. I had half the gym, you know, stopping to figure out what the fuck I was doing. So <laughs> that felt pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Um, so even though it was an out-of-pocket workout, it was successful. And then everything else 
other than some extra arms that I did very light because we had a hard day, arm day yesterday, which honestly is more even more impressive that that bench moved as fast yeah. as it did because I have some fried triceps and biceps right now. I did arms with like fucking 10-pound dumbbells, <laughs> you know, right. just to show dad what I wanted him to do, right. basically. So, uh, pretty successful week, I would say, despite some frustrating things pain-wise. So, mm-hmm. um, not bad. So, you can give them the uh, rundown of what we're talking about and why we're talking about it, and then... Since I have the sheet, we'll get into how this affects you and what we're looking to change. So I talked about it a little bit on my Instagram story. Um, Basically, we're just going to go over my blood work uh, and just kind of, I don't know if we're going to go over past blood work or not. I can pull it up if we want to compare, but we're going to go over my current blood work and this is going to be blood work um, with no uh, completely clean, like no drugs, nothing. Um, just after my meet, this was... So this is post-PED, yes. so keep that in mind. So yeah. some things are going to be elevated because of the PED still. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to talk about everything that's in there. and Well, not everything. Everything that is relevant, basically, sure. to the sport yeah. and uh, what we can do to fix it. You already said all that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first thing up on this metabolic panel, there's some shit that we're just not going to get into. Uh, but mostly this first section is uh, kidney function. Um Anabolics are particularly hard on your kidneys and liver. Uh, if done in extreme doses, they are particularly hard on your heart as well. And mm-hmm. we'll, although to a lesser degree, we'll see some of that reflected in his blood work also. Mm-hmm. Um, bun uh, is a kidney function measure. I don't remember what it stands for. I'm sorry, I'm not a doctor. Uh, but that is something that you definitely want to see lower. And he did have high bun. Uh, like I said, that has to do with your kidney function, how well things are working, how things are, how they're filtering things. That also, <clears throat> bun and creatinine is the first two things we're going to talk about. And those are things that, if they're high, they have negative effects on a hormone called antidiuretic hormone. So they can make you either retain too much water or or uh, move too much water in your body, stuff like that. So uh, those are really, really big deals in terms of performance. Because if you're drinking a gallon and a half, two gallons of water like Nathan probably does, and you're not retaining any of it, then... right. It doesn't matter that you're trying to hydrate, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, So, you know, that's kidney function is really, really important. It's also important to longevity because kidney function is tied to a lot of hormonal things. And then those hormones specifically like antidiuretic hormone uh, stuff like that's tied to your heart health. So if your kidneys aren't functioning properly, it can cause high blood pressure, high heart rate, stuff like that. So, which is probably the reason why I have a high resting heart rate because my kidney function is (laughs) <laughs> Not that much worse than Nathan's, but, uh, you know, a little bit worse than Nathan's. So um, <clears throat> the next one is creatinine. Um, creatinine sounds like creatine for a reason. It's basically chemically not identical, but it's uh, a similar function. Um, if your creatinine's high, it's another thing that signals bad, ki- poor kidney function. His was just out of range at 1.24. In range is 0.7 to 1.2. So he's barely over, but he is on the high end of the range. Mine normally tests at one three or one four, and the doctor stays on my ass about it. So I can imagine he probably mentioned that. He did. Yeah. So one thing, a couple things to help that. Um, less red meat in the diet will help that. Um, not doing PEDs will help that. <laughs> um, hydration uh, will help that. Tremendously. Yeah, and, and he did mention. <clears throat> uh, he asked me, "Did I come in dehydrated?" And said, "Well, I didn't have anything to drink." When I came up here, because I didn't think I was supposed to. I, well, think, I think they tell you not to. Yeah, you're supposed to come uh, in fasted. So some of yeah. this shit's going to be elevated because it is a fasting. Uh, you know, stuff like insulin will probably be lower because you're fasted. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, um, 
And then the next few things after creatinine are things that do affect your kidneys, but most of them are either sugar or um, some type of uh, some type of uh, electrolyte. Uh, glucose was on the higher end. Uh, that's probably one of the numbers that is supposed to be between 74 and 109. It was 103. That's probably one of the numbers that he was able to identify the fact you eat a lot of sugary cereal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Potassium is obviously an electrolyte. Uh, it was on the higher end. That's good for water retention. Uh, sodium was also on the higher end. That's good for water retention, but bad for your blood pressure. Um, but you can tell that he takes an electrolyte supplement, is all I got to say. <laughs> uh, the next thing is the hormone replacement uh, therapy plan panel. So it's going to have a lot of that stuff in it. Uh, we've already talked about bun. Uh, that's one of them. Uh, we'll get into this in more great great detail later, but his overall cholesterol was healthy. It was 140, supposed to be under 200. Uh, CO2 was a little high. Um, again, that has a lot to do with how your blood's functioning, like delivery of oxygen and stuff like that. Um, cortisol was on the lower end. Um, it's supposed to be between 4.8 and 23. He was His was 10. It was in a normal range, but low cortisol can shut down your fight or flight and can make you can have negative effects on your nervous system and how you perceive heavier weight. Yeah. You don't want it to be too high because it's stressful and can cause heart problems, but it also has to be high enough to perform at a high, at a high level. And there's definitely mm. been like, I've noticed that yeah. like trying to go to the gym. I like, even for like a big lift or whatever, or something I perceive as important, I can't really like get up for it. Yeah. It's really hard for me to mentally get up right now. Um, that is going to be tied to a supplement that he's been using that we've cut out that we're going to mention later. Um, DHEA is basically an, you know, a vitamin that you can take that's pretty much a performance-enhancing drug. His was right in the middle. It's supposed to be 160 to 449. His was 293. Uh, he does supplement that. Uh, estrogen was low. Uh, ferritin is a hormone that is an inflammatory marker. His was on the higher end. It's supposed to be between 12 and 300. His was 233. Um, that, uh, eating a lot of grains, gluten, um, not eating enough water soluble fiber, um, too much red meat, all those things will drive ferritin up. And mine is probably just not getting enough greens. Probably. Let's, let's yeah, be honest, because like I eat red meat usually once a day and then, but I do eat a lot of rice. So next one is follicle stimulating hormone. You'll see it on your blood work is FSH. Um, his was 1.04. Um, it was slightly under range uh, for an adult male. Um, that one's important because it is a precursor to a lot of sex hormones, testosterone, sexual function, stuff like that. So as a man, we prefer to see that high. Again, this is somebody that's just come off PED, so a lot of sexual side effects, not that he's had them, but a lot of sexual stuff on your blood work is going to be reflected because you've gone from, you know, 2,000 in your blood of testosterone to 91 is what he measured. So, <laughs> you know, he's had a huge drop off, you know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, a lot of stuff like that's going to be high. Um, glucose, we've already talked about. Uh, his only negative uh, cholesterol marker was the fact that his healthy cholesterol, uh, HDL, was uh, lower than 40. And uh, that is put, does put him at a major risk factor for coronary heart disease. Um, HGH was very, very low at 0.06. It was on the very end of that range. It's supposed to be 0.03 to 2.47. Uh, he was recommended to take, um, some type of either HGA supplement or HGH itself. Uh, insulin was on the lower end of the range. It's supposed to, 
supposed to be between 2.6 and 24.9. I will say, though, for he's not measuring pre-diabetic by no means, but they do prefer you to be as low as possible on that. Uh, Dr. Campbell, who's my doctor, too, uh, said 10 or less is ideal. Um, mm-hmm. Again, he is eating a lot of uh, fast carbs right now, so that's going to be reflected on that, too. Iron was good, uh, and then the next two are magnesium, potassium. Both of those are electrolytes. Both of those were good. Uh, progesterone is a female sex hormone. Uh, I am on it. Nathan is now on it. Um, Officially today, because I just got it. Yeah, there you go. Um, progesterone is not super important to men, but what it does do is it is a precursor to your own natural testosterone production. Mm-hmm. So if your progesterone is low, you can see negative sleep side effects, heart, because it is a sleep aid too. Maybe harder to sleep. That means, you know, you have less anabolic time frame in your day. Um, it also can, low progesterone can also cause low testosterone naturally. So typically if your test is low, it's probably a pretty good, uh, probably a pretty good chance your progesterone is going to be low as well. Um, he knows that now it's supplemented, uh, Sodium, we've already talked about. It's an electrolyte. His testosterone, uh, normal test range for a man his age is 259 to 816. He tested at 91, uh, which is the whole reason why (laughs) we are here and talking about this. Um, Triglycerides were good. That's another cholesterol marker. Uh, Thyroid-stimulating hormone was good. Uh, B12 was in the middle, but he did get a B12 supplement to help with his energy. Um, We've already talked about his cholesterol. Let's see here. Vitamin D was in the middle. I do think he was suggested to take a vitamin D mm-hmm. supplement if he doesn't already. Um, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it on the on on the blood. Uh, well, the hormonal part of the blood work. Um, the actual blood count is problematic because these things are things that are negatively affected by most by two things: um, consumption of red meat. Which all this stuff is not to say the red meat is bad for you. It's to say that when you're on PEDs, maybe you should eat less red meat. <laughs> There's <laughs> because, a reason why it's chicken, broccoli, and rice, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, red blood cell count was uh, out of range. It was high. It's supposed to be point, uh, 4.5 to 5.9. Yours was 655. Uh, hemoglobin, uh, ideally under under 18, um, and it was 18.1, uh, which is high for fasted. He probably, after a meal, is probably like 20 or 21. Um I forget what the HCT marker is, so I'm not going to speak on it. Um, hemoglobin is important because that's like um, affects the thickness of your blood, so it's going to put you at a higher risk for a stroke and heart attack if that number is elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also going to cause higher blood pressure because your blood's thicker, your heart has yeah. to work harder. Uh, it may even cause higher heart rate. Um, again, that's pretty well directly tied to um, things that stimulate more red blood cells and more hemoglobin, which is going to be red meat and PEDs. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> ideally, the remedy for that, there's a reason why bodybuilders and powerlifters do this. You donate blood to help get that number down. Yeah. If you do that pretty regularly, every eight weeks, I think they let you do it, uh, that number kind of takes care of itself. Um, and the rest of it's all like lymph node stuff, which I don't know any about anything about, so we're not going to speak on it. Um, so... Uh, since that's gone over, uh, what exactly did Dr. Campbell prescribe you, and what is the remedy going to be? I mean, I know this already, but they don't. So, Well, you actually went over most of it already. <laughs> but um, so the first thing, obviously, is to get the testosterone up. So uh, 200 milligrams of testosterone a week. Um, the progesterone, I forget the amount. Uh, if you're saying this is a white capsule, the 
I baseball capsule. I have not even opened it. Mine's yet, 100 milligrams of pill five times a I day. should have this still pulled up. So let me just pull out so I can actually be specific about it. And I don't because they gave it to me. Okay. Um, but he, he gave me progesterone, the B12 shot, um, as well as, uh, I forget what the other one was. Oh, it's the estrogen blocker. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Because obviously, you know, if you're going to increase your testosterone, you do have to worry about increasing your estrogen as well. So, um, even though mine was low, that's but, another one of those things. And Ben Pollock's a good resource for this, but that's one of those things. If you're not seeing negative side effects from your estrogen being mm-hmm. high, it's probably not worth treating. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, if there's a huge swing in it, like mine was first, because I think I was on just a half a tablet of mm-hmm. Nastrozole, my first he... one, uh, there was a huge swing in my estrogen from my first blood work to my second, like my estrogen shot way up. Right. And I ended up going to a whole capsule uh, a week. And that's that's kept it in check, but I also haven't started a performance enhancing dose back, which I plan to do this week. Um, but like you said, anytime testosterone goes up, it aromatizes, so most of the time it's going to drive your estrogen up. Yeah. So, And then, obviously, like you said, he recommended, uh, I forget what it was called, you told me, it was the HGH, uh, it's like, it's like some, it was a peptide that causes release of HGH naturally. Uh, now, he, he suggested me to be straight on HGH. So he, I, I didn't, I couldn't afford it because, uh, is it the gonadotrelin? I think so. Gonadotrelin is, um... It's basically HCG, but it's specifically for your sex organs. So for men, it's uh, the male gonads, your nuts, the female is your ovaries. So, um, but it stimulates those because, and and part of that is it helps with sex drive, but it also kicks, kickstarts your own natural, uh, testosterone production. Yeah. So, so he, I did get that actually. I ordered that from them. Um, that'll come in the mail. Yeah. Uh, but there, no, there was something else specifically for the growth hormone. Uh, like I said, he had me. Uh, I never talked about a peptide. He talked to specifically to me about HGH. So maybe, maybe he, maybe he did. I mean, was when I mentioned you the price of it, was that the same? That yeah, that's that was the price of gold. Top okay, HGH, okay, yeah. so okay, so yeah. Um, so I guess that's what he did offer me. I I thought it, he said it was a peptide. What about in the way of over counter, the counter vitamins? Because he gave me a ton, and I'm on a ton. Of um, he actually didn't give me a lot. I think it was mostly just the vitamin D and. I feel like there was something else, but I don't remember. It didn't leave an impact on me, so I don't think it was super important. Well, you were already on the DHEA, so you yeah. know he's a big to suggest that. Um, I wouldn't know what else off the top of my head. I'm on lipid factor for my for my cholesterol. I'm on Adrenomed for my cortisol. I don't think um, he put me on Adrenomed, which I was surprised about. But well, I, guess I think the I think mine had dipped below mine had dipped below ten, and that's the reason he put mm, okay. So so next time I get blood work done, if it's below ten, he'll probably say take some adrenal med. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this is I don't I'm sure we can probably expand on a lot more of this, but uh, I mean, that's basically the rundown. Most of y'all are listening to us enough to know what low testosterone does for you. Um, Yeah, but I'll just say this: there's a lot of we'll start this conversation. Um, Me and Nathan talked about this before we went on air. Uh, and it's the truth. I feel like I've made more gains on a TRT dose than I ever did on a performance enhancing dose. And I've thought about this for quite some time as to why. One, my hormones in general are better balanced. Right. So I think I'm just performing. My body is performing its natural processes at a higher level than mm-hmm. it was before. So I think that, that helps tremendously. Sleep's better. Stuff like that's better. But also the fact that on a TRT dose, you never really have to come off. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have this yo-yo effect of, hey, I've done a thousand milligrams of test trend and master on for 10 weeks and now I'm coming all the way off of it. And the only thing I'm going to do is I forgot to plug that up to the damn. Uh, <laughs> now the only thing I'm going to do is, um, you know, uh, post cycle therapy and I'm going to be off of it for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like yo-yo. So I've seen a lot more muscle built. I've seen a lot higher performance day in, day out of the gym, mm-hmm. largely because I don't have to come off. Right. And my testosterone's peaked all the time. Not the highest it's ever been, but it's at a healthy level 24-7 now. Right. Um, I think that's the thing is it's optimized, right? Yeah. And that that's the goal. Is and I'm also not dying of a fucking heart attack. Exactly. Right? You, know, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Optimized. So we're not we're not going too high and going crazy and like causing all these side effects and feeling like we're going to die. But high enough to be at a performance and not quite. I mean, I, I call it a. We'll call it performance optimization levels. Yeah. Right. Because not it's performance not performance enhanced, enhancing yet. But, but, but we are This optimized. is what we have to have to be normal functioning men at this current state in our lives. Or or I, I would say to be the best that we can be at a healthy level. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's where I would rate it. Yeah. Because like any anyone could go in and get their blood work done and like obviously not look like mine, but like. As far as everything else except the testosterone, let's say the testosterone was like 500 or something like that, they'd be like, okay, you're, you're fairly healthy. There's nothing wrong. Like, yeah. you just go on your way. But that's still not optimized. Exactly. No. They, they could take maybe half of the dose, like 100 milligrams of testosterone, and like be optimized for. Can we get you to 1,000? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mine, mine uh, an example of that, mine went from my first three months with Dr. Campbell, I went from uh, 141. Uh, testosterone to 1452. So pretty well 10 times the, and then the next time around I did wane on taking my D3, which is important to testosterone production. And uh, he cut me back on DHEA because my DHEA had spiked so much. Mm. Um, but so because those two things, the dosages of those two things had been lowered, um, I did see a drop. My second blood work, I think I came in at like 1052. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been consistently over a thousand all year. Right. Where I may have spent half the year at 2,000 and then half the year at 100. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I would say that a 1,000 year, year rounds better than... Than 2,000 some of the time and 100 and the rest. 100 the rest, yeah, because it's not... Law of averages says, obviously, that doesn't work out to 1,000 milligrams. Right. You know, that doesn't work out to 1,000. I mean, uh, so, you know, it's been incredibly educational, incredibly valuable, and it's probably... I'm not going to say it saved my life, but it definitely has improved my quality of life right. tremendously. Um, I think so much so now that when I do a performance-enhancing dose, the only compounds I will ever use again will probably be test and HGH. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to do an oral again. I definitely don't think I'm ever going to do trend again. Trend is really kind to me mentally where it's not a lot of people. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you. I feel like a million bucks on trend. Yeah. My blood work is dog shit when I'm <laughs> on trend. You know, um, it drives a lot of unhealthy things up. It causes... Some cardiovascular issues. Um, uh, it does make you a sexual tyrannosaurus, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but other than that, there's no, other than being strong and uh, you know being Morning. able to drive your dick through a brick wall. Uh, <laughs> there's really no redeeming qualities of being on trend. You know, <laughs> and you know the biggest thing I experienced with it, and you know Brandon Allen when he was coaching me, 
was largely in control of the PEDs I was I was using, and he didn't necessarily just keep me from using Trend, but he did tell me this stuff is so strong, you're gonna feel like a million bucks when you're on it, and then when you come off of it, those gains that you made while you're on it will not be permanent. There's gonna be an obvious dip in performance. Yep. He said he always told me it was like if you will just do testosterone, there's not gonna be as much of a wave effect in your performance. It's gonna be, it may be less in the high times. Mm-hmm. But it'll be more in the low times. Right. You can be more consistent if you don't abuse this and you just, you know, basically do what I tell you and do. He's a big, he was a big proponent of testing an oral. Yeah. But he said, you know, if you just take it easy, like you'll get more in the long run. You'll get more long run from it. And that's 100% been the truth because I mean, I've been off trend for a year and I'm stronger than I've ever been. Safe squats, but we know that we're coming from an injury. But, you know, in terms of deadlifts, bench press, overhead press, all my accessory work, even leg accessory work way stronger yeah so only thing i will say about trend is that if i if i ever decide to use it again it's just going to be a prep drug four weeks yeah like that's that's literally the length of it that i i wouldn't want to take it for more than that yeah not not ever again because i mean yeah you feel freaking awesome when you're on it other than the side effects fortunately for me which i i don't have recent blood work but when i took it a year ago um, I do have that blood work. And when they came to me, they were like, literally everything looks great, and you have an incredibly high testosterone. Like, that, that's literally what they told me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's to be expected. Like, they were like, do you take testosterone? I was like, yeah. I was like, you should probably come off a little bit. I didn't mention that I was on trend as well, obviously. Yeah. But like, I was on test and trend. And Which is roughly five times more anabolic. Yeah. So they were just like, you need to come off the testosterone a little bit, like scale it back. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And then I left, and I did not. Yeah, but you know, these things, you know, some of these things, you know, they're not going to cause acute problems. They are long-term problems. Right. Um, and they, I could be seeing some of the effects now. Any Almost any athlete has an enlarged heart, but... Anabolics will cause enlarged heart and stuff like that too, um, but you know most of the time if and I've sat down with my heart doctor, he said, "Don't worry about it." Like every time I see a runner, every time I see a powerlifter, a CrossFit or something like that, you all have enlarged hearts because your heart works harder than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a, even though it's smooth muscle, it's still a muscle. It's still hypertrophic effects still take hold over mm-hmm. your heart, whether you want them to or not. You know, it is it's just a natural thing for being an athlete, but um, that's something you don't want accelerated, right? And, you know, trend does it really, really quick, where HGH is really only going to do it if you're abusing it. Right. If you're above, you know, for most people, probably above five IUs. But I can imagine there's some people that can take as many as eight IUs a day and, yeah. and probably not see too many side effects. But, uh, you know, this goes to show you, this is hard proof that these, you know, Nathan's certainly healthier than I am. But this is proof that, like, if you fuck around with this stuff too much, even as healthy as Nathan is, like... Uh, it's not to the point that it's scary, but there's some pretty fucking negative things on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not not throwing you under the bus, not picking on you, but there was I can imagine when you saw this, there was probably some eye opening shit on this yep. blood work. I mean, um, and for and for the most part, most of it's being rectified, so it's it's like that. It's just important to go to the doctor about this kind of stuff. Like uh, I get if you don't have insurance and stuff like that, it sucks. Expensive. I think Doctor Lane talks about this, but um, one major difference between his. I told him. I told y'all that most of this stuff's very similar. One major difference between mine and his, though, was cholesterol. My cholesterol sets borderline. It's typically two hundred to about two ten. Uh, ideally, you want to be less than two hundred. His was one forty. Doctor Lane ta- has talked about how this is not set in stone, but there are studies that suggest that cholesterol is a better cardiovascular marker than it is a dietary marker. 
people with higher cardiovascular capacity mm-hmm. typically have lower cholesterol. Like I said, that's he 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 says this too. It's it suggests it doesn't necessarily mean it's hard. But one thing that Joe changed a whole lot about your training was there was a pretty good bit of fucking heavy breathing. Yeah. Uh, there's a pretty good bit of conditioning in your program where we had lacked it before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, inf- uh, I think that's uh, reflected in your blood work. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one major difference now, not now because me and you are doing that with my programming, but um, that's one major difference between my programming and his programming. And then my blood work and his blood work yeah. was cholesterol. Mine was borderline. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. His was actually pretty fucking good. Um, and the only major difference in terms of the way we train was Mm-hmm. He trains for cardiovascular capacity where I really don't. So you do a little bit now. Yeah, I do. I do we, now. We, but we, like I said, traditionally I haven't though. Yeah, I, in the past I haven't since I've done blood work. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, who knows? Maybe or, maybe next time you get some blood work done, we'll it'll see improve. It yeah, that'd be great. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in kidney function is incredibly fucking important, y'all. Um, Joe posted it, and I don't remember the name of it, but there are kidney supplements you can take if you're using PEDs that. Uh, can help with creatinine, bun, stuff like that. Uh, I would suggest if you're thinking about, first of all, if you're thinking about any of this, me and Nathan aren't doctors. We're only reading doctor's results to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're thinking about doing this, uh, definitely, first of all, do it this way. Go get your blood work done. Go to a doctor to do it if you qualify. If you don't qualify, sure, use the UGL. And continue to go to that doctor and get your blood work done mm-hmm. and keep it monitored. Um but I mean, I would, you know, this is a strong case for doing it the right way, right away. And, uh, it's what I try to tell everybody, you know, I would, I would really, really, it's also a pretty good indicator, my history with it versus using an exorbitant amount of PDs versus using this. Like I told you my gains are better on this than it was on an exorbitant amount and I'm healthier for it. Uh, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of fucking proof. Like yeah. less is more. Uh, it also is proof again that, Cardiovascular training absolutely has its place in powerlifting and strength mm-hmm. sports. So, and you know, what's funny about that is even strongmen, like some of their events are a little bit more hit based. Yeah. You know lightly, I mean? yeah. Whether, whether they have, you know, I think about Eddie, one of the, one of the events that led Eddie Hall to win was, you know, he squatted 750, 16 times in a minute. Well, that's about as <laughs> high intensity interval training as you can fucking get. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have all kind of weighted carries for time and for mm-hmm. weight and everything else. Um, they have a lot of things where, whether it's a truck pull or something like that, where they're actively having to breathe hard through the entire event. Um, CrossFit is very obvious, super hard on your cardio. Um, Olympic weightlifting is very, very explosive and very dynamic and stressful, which is hard on your cardio. For whatever reason, powerlifting is the only sport where, the only strength sport where we seem to neglect this right and i think it's telling when you look at somebody's blood work like if i had mine here to compare against his i think it's telling uh, the difference between somebody that actually pays some mind to cardiovascular capacity versus somebody like me that doesn't uh since you brought all that up i'm kind of curious what it looked like if i can pull it up prior what, what was it under uh it needs to be under 200 the no no the what was the panel it was under uh comp- the comprehensive metabolic panel okay that's the the main one did not do not have access oh it's on yet hang on one second i will we're getting to the bottom of something here i'm, I'm just curious like if like 
did we make some progress, like some legitimate progress in a year? Yeah. Or is it close to the same? Is it similar? You know, because there is a big difference in my training because I avoided cardio for a long time. Well, you were also in a situation up until you got with Joe where you couldn't afford to lose those calories. <laughs> this is true. You know, you're somebody that came from, uh, you know, 170 pounds to 240, like, uh, and was pretty serious about putting on muscle and strength. And it just wasn't, not saying it wasn't completely pertinent, but it just wasn't top of the priority list at the time. I've already forgotten what I was looking for. Cholesterol? Cholesterol. <clears throat> Creatinine, glucose, bun, see that again. For some reason, I'm not seeing cholesterol on my metabolic panel. Let me check. It's going to be on my testosterone panel. Maybe on the CBC? That's blood cell count. Which is also high. It's been high for a year. Good thing I haven't died yet, I guess. Lipid panel, maybe? Yeah. Let's try that. There it is. Uh, 125. So it was better before. It was better. But also, I mean... PED dosages, also you're also, I mean, you're also heavier. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. And honestly, to move up just 15 points is pretty fucking good. Yeah. So. I was just kind of curious, though, like, comparatively, where where is all this at? And yeah. it looks like most of it, like, all of my cholesterol was better back then. This was this was also um, off of PEDs as well. So. And it was, prob- it was probably sub, I can imagine it was probably sub 230. What? It was probably not near as heavy. Your body weight. Oh, my body so. weight. Um, I don't know if it has it listed on here actually. So, um, but I probably was not quite that heavy at the time. Um, regardless, I will say anybody that knows more about this, I would invite them to speak on it. Um, whether it's in the comment section and DMs, uh, if you want to film us a video and send it to us, whatever you want to do, post uh, a story. A lot of this is, you know, we're, this is a very scientific thing that we're taking a very bro science approach to in terms mm-hmm. of how we're talking about it. Um, all I can tell you is if these things are out of range, it's a bad thing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a doctor can help you rectify that. Uh, your gym bro that, you know, uh, that puts the needle in your ass for you because you're too scared to <laughs> probably isn't the person you need to be consulting about your overall health. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. Like, I just really, really encourage people, um, even if you're young and looking at doing PEDs, I really don't think there's a place for it until you're, you know, honestly, if I were to do it right now, if a client came and told me, I, I would say there's not a, there's not really a place for it unless there's a real medical need, like was my situation mm-hmm. for both my mental health and my hormonal health, or you've maxed out your natural capacity. Right. Um, and I'll also say that this is proof again that less is more and mm-hmm. that we really probably should concentrate on optimization of our hormones and not blasting them. Not just <laughs> blasting them. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of other things that go into performance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your heart and kidneys functioning at a high level are pretty fucking important for performance. Yep. You know, we talked about those hormones that your kidneys attached to, antidiuretic hormone being one of them. I mean, uh, you know, those things, your ability to retain water or pass water when you're supposed to is pretty important to your mm-hmm. to performance. So, I mean, consider those things. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So, I think the, the moral of the story here is get your blood work done. Get your blood work done sooner rather than later. Don't let it build up. I've only been doing blood work for two years. 
don't fucking listen to our bro science. Don't listen to your gym bros bro science. Just go have the doctor tell you the real science. Yep. Um, keep yourself healthy. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, a, a, a demographic that's really, really good about this is the an older gener- generation of bodybuilders, like 30 and up. Mm-hmm. Like people that really have a good handle on this stuff or people that have been in bodybuilding game for a long time and they've probably fucked themselves up doing fucked up shit and have had to go back and rectify it. And that's the reason they know to give blood. They know to, they know to get your blood work done. Um, I don't know if they still, I still don't think they take the less is more approach like you probably should, but at least that they are making the dietary choices and making the medical choices that are correct to keep them here and keep them making progress for longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a really, really wise demographic. Um, I would almost bet money that if you talk to somebody um, I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to upset them uh, in a PD, PD conversation. There's some local greats around here. Um, we had one of them on. Um, they probably learned these things the hard way. And uh, if you'll listen to the old heads, they'll probably save you a lot of fucking trouble. Yeah. Like. Or just at the very least, just just bite the bullet and do your blood work. Like, like listen, I mean, most of, you like, know. If you're even if you're in your early twenties, you're probably on your mom and dad's insurance still. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. I think you can uh, be up until you're twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. Um, yeah. Until so, your body starts shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, uh, you know, if you're if you were out if you're out of college and working a good job, you're probably on your own insurance. Like insurance are going to cover these types of things mm-hmm. mostly. You know even I mean? even my insurance, which is terrible, like I get one one quote unquote checkup for free every year. Yeah. So like. I'll probably have to pay for the next three, but I don't know how much it'll cost. They're going to run it at an insurance rate, but right. like it's worth it. Yeah, regardless. absolutely. It's still, it's much, it's much, much cheaper than uh, a major hospital bill. Cause you mm-hmm. have some crazy kidney issue or some crazy heart issue or something like that. It's much, much, uh, honestly, because insurance is helping you purchase your PEDs. It's much, much cheaper than a UGL. Yeah. I pay about $10 a month. It's not bad. Mine's you a little more I mean? than that. So, um, now I've hit my deductible, so that's a, a little right, bit lower. That, that so probably does definitely help. help. Um, but you know, still, like, you know, all things considered, it's it's kind of the cheaper way to do it um, and do it safely. Not a lot holding you back from it, to be honest with you. So even just looking at it, not even from like a a price perspective, safety and longevity perspective. Cause here's the thing. And I, I can attest to this cause I was of that mindset when you're young and you're kind of just stupid and you just kind of don't think about the future. See, we both know it now after having a kid, we're thinking about the future all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, about how long I'm going to be here and how, how to keep myself here longer. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I'm concerned it's, about longevity. It's, it's not so much about, you know, what can I do now? Like I did, I thought before, before it was like, I don't care what it takes. I'm just going to do it. Right. Like that was, that was my mentality when I started powerlifting. I mean, I still want to be the most badass dad in the stands watching her play volleyball or basketball or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, or powerlifting, you know what I mean? Wrestling, like whatever it may be, yeah, whatever she does. Like, yeah, there's I'll, a lot, there's a lot of badass stuff that, <laughs> yeah, that, I still, that you know, being involved in baseball. Uh, uh, also, you know, there's a point, you know, now too, and it's not just being a girl dad. I feel like I'd be this way if I was a boy dad too, but there's, Kind of a point of pride in your kid being able to say, "Yeah, my dad's my dad's a badass." Right. You know what I mean, what? It's like, I, I want you know, I, I, you know, as much as I want to be proud of her, and I'm, I already am. Uh, I want her to be proud of me too. I mm-hmm. want that to be 
not necessarily that I need a attaboy or I need needed to be reciprocated, but I want her to be proud of what her parents do. Right. Uh, mainly because that's going to empower her and let her know that it's completely okay to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? It's an empowering thing to know that, uh, you know, your parents didn't give up on dreams or goals and you don't have to do that either. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're setting an example. Also, we have girls and girls are in general, a lot less likely to do these things in terms of PEDs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, um, I want her to see that we did this the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that we, even that we considered them and our longevity and stuff and the decisions that we yeah. made. Um, because I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be open and honest about her. There's going to come a day where she's going to find something in the closet that's shady. Um, I keep all my prescriptions in the same closet. Mm -hmm. All my pens are in the same closet. There's going to come a day she's going to see those things and she's going to have questions. And I want to be able to you know, pull out the blood work. Be like, you know, this is why. This like, is why. You know, like dad's unhealthy without this. This is medicine that's important. It's important to his gym career. It's important for his mental health. It's important. You know, I don't want to, I don't really want to hide much from her. So, yeah. uh, I think I think that's timing the, is important. Like there, you mm -hmm. probably should hide some things until they're old enough to grasp it. But like, I don't know if it's hidden. Just just like, right. you know, saving it for times that um, you know that it's important. But you know that's that's some things that we have on our mind. And a lot of you guys, even if you're younger than us, you might already have kids. We got started late having yep. kids, especially late ish. Not compared to bad, our demographic. But... I mean, a lot of kids, a lot of people graduate high school and do two start years of family. college and start a family. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but. You know, I'm 34 and just had my first kid. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it is what it is. But a lot of you guys are in the situation to have kids at home, stuff like that, too. And I think that you should, as much as you can, should consider your performance and how you look and stuff like that, you should also be considering what it's doing to you long term, whether those long term effects are, are they can, you can choose for those long term effects, even on PEDs, to either be positive or to be extremely negative. And the quickest way to determine that is, this paperwork. Yeah. So you're going to fast. You're going to go six hours without a meal. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Am I pissed as fuck every time I leave there fasted? <laughs> yeah. There's a good breakfast place right behind it. You go fucking eat like it's a little problem solved. A little pricey for the portion that you get. But man, it's, it's really fucking good. It's so good. I mean, like you'll you'll forget about, you know, you'll forget about that quick. You know, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? It'll be over with fast. It's worth it. Fucking I mean, good. for me, it's like I go to sleep so late at night anyway. Like, I just wake up early, go straight there. I'm, like, half awake, so I'm not even cognitive of being hungry. Like, if my stomach's growling, I was like, don't even pay attention to I'm it. I'm a big so. breakfast guy, and going a couple hours out breakfast is hard for me. That's fair. It's, uh, no, I, it's I, incredibly I, frustrating. I do love breakfast, and I eat it, like, consistently every day. Like, I'm always eating breakfast, like, first thing in the morning. But, like, well, First thing I wake up, I can't really say in the morning, but sometimes it may be at noon. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it may be at two o'clock. <laughs> it just depends on the day. But, but for real though, like it's just worth it. Just go and get it yeah. done. That's, I mean, that's the long and short of it. Go do your blood work. Yeah. Talk I mean, to your doctor. Do I, what he says. I think we pretty much ran that all down. I mean, you got anything to add? I, I've, I've said my piece. Uh, you, ran, you ran over my blood work, and you, you had more insight than I would have had just talking about it. Do your blood uh, work, do your blood work, do your blood work, like you said earlier. Do your fucking blood work. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. <laughs> um, you know, if you don't want to, I'll say this too, if you don't want to consider PED use, this is still valuable information in terms of... Um, general like health. Like I said, your general health, your cardiovascular capacity, like I said, if those things that that I referenced earlier are true and cholesterol is a better indicator of cardiovascular health than it is of dietary health. 
It may be important. It may be important to keep up with. You know what I mean? Even if, you know, even if you don't want to use PEDs. Um, or you, I mean, these may reveal a problem that you never knew you had. Or you may have low testosterone that you never knew about. Yeah, and like then, just whether you use exogenous or not, you may just go up there and they may be like, "Wow, you got like 150 on your testosterone." And there are, like, you know, there are dietary changes and stuff that can positively mm-hmm. affect if you don't currently lift. Lifting weights inherently raises your testosterone. Yep. Like that's a, you know, those are, you know, without ever taking a prescription, there's reason to have this. Yep. So uh, that's one of the things I know. Merrick Health pushes a lot is that. They're not necessarily going to push, just be like, come here, get TRT, go on. They're going to be like, what can we do overall? What supplements can we add? What dietary changes can we make? Like, I don't think they go so far as exercise and tell you how to exercise, but they may suggest like either weight, quote unquote, weight training, cardio, et cetera, to help these health markers. But that, that is something also... Yeah, now, obviously they don't. I don't. I don't believe they take insurance, and they are expensive. But it is. It is something to consider. Yeah, if you want to go that road, and you should. And you should consider it. Um, Titan Medical is another one that people use. They're a little shystier. Yeah, but people do use it. I like. I'll be honest with you. I like QC, and I like Dr. Campbell. Yeah, and I'm very, very big on having doctors. Can typically for me go one or one of two ways. I either try to talk about above my head. Want to outsmart me? Want to know that they're the smartest person in the room? Tell me what they want me to hear. Then I say say necessarily that I want to be told what I want to hear. I want to be told the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, rush you in and out. Like, don't really in general fucking care. And then there's doctors. I'm really really big on picking doctors I can communicate well with. And I don't have a problem talking to Doctor Campbell. I feel mm-hmm. like he's easy to talk to. He knows my life situations. I gave him. Uh, very, very important, what I consider to be very, very important life history in terms of my history with eating disorders, uh, alcohol use, um, nicotine use, PED use. Like, I went into great detail about all that, and I feel like it only helped him. Like, he was receptive to all that information, and he's improved me because I was open and honest with him, and it's because I can talk to him. Yeah. So I would say this, too. I mean, I would choose. I would try to choose, whether it's Dr. Campbell at QC or not, I would try to choose... Um, a doctor that you can communicate your side to mm-hmm. uh, that way they're as well informed as they can be before making these decisions for you. So, I, I will yeah. say my experience there was very interesting. So Google kind of screwed me over a little bit. So I was in Decatur getting my car worked on. And when I was going to leave Decatur, I was like, all right, I know I got to go to the governor's drive in Huntsville. So I typed in governor's drive. You see the other That's where they wanted me to go to was, was governor's drive. I clicked on it. Okay. I was like, why does it say highway, whatever? I don't 72. care. Yeah. yeah. I was like, sure. That's I, maybe it's like a different name for the road or governor's drive is off. Yeah. Whatever. Either way. Excuse me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, set that oh, yeah. there for a second. Anyway, drove all the way down there. It's the Madison location. I go in and I'm like, I'm here for my three 30 appointment. And she's like, Oh, who are you supposed to see? I was like, I actually can't remember his name because I don't. I'd only heard his name. I hadn't even met him yeah. yet. And she was like, "Let me look at something." And then she calls the other place. She's like, "So you're supposed to be at the other location?" I was like, "Okay, we're gonna no have to reschedule." About how far it was? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, "Man, I'm gonna have to reschedule, do all this shit." And he, they were like, "Let me see if they can squeeze you in." And I'm like, "Thank God." So 
they're like, yeah, they can, they can see you. It's fine. Just get there. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm stressed out. Cause I'm like, I'm pushing him behind like all this stuff and like making his, his day worse. Cause I went, cause Google sent me to the wrong place. So I get there. It's like a couple minutes before my session is technically supposed to end. Right. Cause yeah. it's like a 30 minute session. I get in there and uh, she's like, okay, just do all this stuff. And I'm, kind of waiting around and i get finally get over to where they're gonna talk to me and he comes in and is like yeah i did that this morning too like, okay it's not it's not they just forgot which office he was supposed yeah. to be at that day and he and he just sat back and when he sat down in the chair he just leaned back and he was just like super relaxed the whole time just like looking at it, it was like oh this you know just going over and blowing stuff. it was it was really cool it's like i think he makes from my perspective he makes it a point to be relaxed so that you're not stressed out and you do want to tell them what's going yeah. on because that's only going to help. Right. Yeah. It's a, it was a, I'm telling you overall, it's a very positive experience yeah. there. I don't feel like I'm rushed in and out. Yeah. I don't feel, um, I feel like I can talk to him. I can feel like I can talk. You'll eventually see the nurse practitioner instead of him, like on your in-between visits. Like mm-hmm. I think you see him every third visit or something. Okay. Um, she's very easy to talk to, you know, super cool, super laid back. Like it's been a very, very positive experience yeah. so far. So that's awesome. Go check it out. Dad jokes? Dad jokes. Let's go ahead. I have to consult old dad says jokes because Zach's never prepared. I mean, I just save jokes that I come across. So, you know. And then I try to scroll to the bottom. Oh, I didn't mean to save that. I asked Santa for a globe for Christmas this year. Oh, yeah? It'd mean the world to me. It's pretty good. Blech. I told Sandy this one earlier because she actually may or may not suffer from this, but my biggest fear is being trapped in a small room with Santa. I have claustrophobia. <laughs> claustrophobia. <laughs> yeah. Claustrophobia. She's claustrophobic. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that though. I don't I don't know if I have actual claustrophobia, but I do not like being in, in confined spaces. So Scientists got bored after watching the Earth turn after 24 hours, so they called it a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've told, I don't know if we've told this one or not, but it's still funny. It's an old one. I've heard this before, Dad Says Jokes. Where do bad rainbows go? To prism. Prism, yeah, it's a lot sentence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a German girl for a number. And I'm still waiting for the rest of the digits. So far, all I have is nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, what do Santa's elves listen to when they're preparing presents? Rap. <laughs> Rap music. <laughs> uh, do you know why the baby jalapeno was shivering? Why? He was a little chilly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because... Uh, I took advantage of that pun a long time ago, and I'm sure I saw it somewhere. I'm not saying I'm the originator of that pun, but uh, when I when people say I say this often, and Sandy is my witness, you can ask her. People say it's a little chilly outside today. I said it's a tiny pepper. And people always look at me like I fuck. I'm growing a fucking <laughs> arm out of my ass. Or so my wife hated my impulse purchase of a revolving chair, but then she sat at it. And I think she's coming around. 
Oh, man. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you got? All uh, right. Raise five stars on Spotify, Apple Music. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Coleman underscore Barbell at Nathan Skedios at Sip It and Rip It. Um, share the episode. Yeah. Especially if you have someone in your life who needs to do their blood work. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, to rip off Andy Frisella and the Real AF Project, uh, uh, Real AF Podcast, um, the fee is to share the show. Share the fucking show, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's free. This is free information. Share the fucking show. Uh, That is my favorite podcast. Y'all should listen to it, too. Um, It is a good podcast. Yeah. yeah, Now, he's a fucking hardcore motherfucker, for real, him and DJ both. Uh, Their language is probably better than, uh, worse than me and Nathan's, to be honest with you. Uh, But I can tell you that there is... Tons of good business information if you're an entrepreneur, fitness information, uh, just information in general about not being a shitty person. You can find it on the Real AF podcast. It's fucking good. So shameless plug of my favorite podcast. Go listen to it. I think Mark Bell used to be my favorite podcast, but now it has become RP. RP? Yeah. Their uh, podcast is really good. The only podcast I really get around to listening to is, is Andy's. Is oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm sure the RP podcast is good. I know the Mark Bell podcast because uh, yeah. I've listened to it in the past. But yeah, it, it's and great. I like um, I forget the name of it, but I like uh, Dave Tate's podcast. I don't know if it's the Elite, Elite FTS podcast or what, but I think so. Um, I think it's so. good. I haven't listened to that one personally. Uh, I, I have so many in my rotation because I I drive you know about yeah, an hour. You a have day. to deal with some conjugate curmudgeonry, but yeah. still get information. That's all. Guess that's it. That's it. Bye, y'all.